Well, it was in my childhood days. Oh, Lord, many, many long years ago. Hello, and welcome to Savage Yoga Snacks. I'm your host, Steph Savage. This is a podcast for freaks, geeks, outsiders of yoga, and allies. Let's begin in the middle. Eight years ago, I lived in Toronto. I was stuck in a dead-end job and heavily influenced by diet culture. My partner at the time was into weightlifting, and I thought, well, this is maybe something that I could do to change my body. At that time, I was in a constant struggle to not only love myself, but even accept myself as I was. I started going to my local good life, and I picked up powerlifting. Man, I love the way it made me feel. I love the power. I love the dynamic movements. It was wonderful. Shortly after I started lifting, I started injuring myself. I noticed a little bit of back pain here and there. I noticed wrist pain. I noticed pain in places I didn't realize that I could feel pain. About six months after I started lifting, I had my first major injury. It was my low back. It was definitely fascial related. And I was in a lot of pain. I remember I was in the middle of a deadlift lifting way too much weight. Ego fully taken over. I wrenched the weight up and I felt an instant I paused, put the weight down, looked over at my partner, and said, I think I need to leave. Not one of my proudest moments, I'm not going to lie. And it was a really valuable lesson for me that I've only really learned in my 30s. When my ego takes over, I am in danger. From there... I kept lifting, I kept getting injured. I would lift, I would injure, I would rest, I would repeat. Finally, I'd had enough and I started seeking some help. I reached out online and was told, are you making sure you're getting enough protein? Maybe you should be taking a pre-workout. I think you just need to lift more. It was all not bad advice, but not helpful for me. I was talking to a friend of mine about it, and she said, well, have you ever tried yoga? My instant reaction, repulsion. My first experience with yoga was a terrible one, and one that I'll get into at a later podcast. But suffice it to say, at this point, I was not happy with their suggestion. So I thought, okay, I don't think that's for me, but maybe I'll try some stretching. Stretching, the gateway drug to yoga. After my workout, I would take two minutes because that's all I could stand. I would hit the mats and I would stretch it out and I would feel maybe a little better. And then I'd get on with my day. I wouldn't really breathe. I didn't even know what mindfulness was. Meditation? No way. I hit a pretty big wall. I had become so inflexible, both in mind, body, and spirit, that I was a real mess. So I went back to my friend who suggested yoga. 
I was desperate. My friend, being the awesome person that she is, suggested a body positive studio in the east side of Toronto. Now, body positivity is not really something that I mess with now, but at the time, that was all I had. Grudgingly, I signed up for a class, showed up, signed the waiver, found a mat, sat down, and grumpily looked at the teacher. The instructor smiled at me. I glowered back. In a later episode, I'll tell you a little bit about my own experience with a brand new student who very clearly was in a really bad headspace. I remember sitting there thinking, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I want to leave. Everything hurts. I can't sit up. Ugh. The instructor started. All right, now we're going to find easy pose. Sit with your legs crossed. I sighed to myself. I grumpily tried in vain to cross my legs. It was not happening. She could see that I was struggling and generally said to the class, okay, if it feels uncomfortable to cross your legs, go ahead and extend your legs out. I was like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to be different. I don't want to look different from everybody else. So I grumpily jammed my legs together until I ended up resembling something close to a broken pretzel. Throughout the entire class, the instructor tried in vain to give me subtle cues and even some not-so-subtle, hey, Steph in the back, maybe you can try this, advice. I was not having it. I hated every single moment of it. There's that ego again. I think you can tell where I'm going with this. I made it through the class. I grumpily packed up my things and I left, swearing that I would never do yoga again. Can you tell what my mistake was? I went in with an expectation. I thought that yoga was not for me. I was a, at the time, a much smaller, but still fat human. I was queer and man, was I ever inflexible. I thought to myself, you know what? Yoga is just not for me. Yoga is not for the inflexible. Little did I know my life was going to change. A year and a half into lifting, I suffered the worst injury I've had to date, which has left me permanently disabled to this day. I was leg pressing well over 400 pounds, far beyond what I was capable of doing at that time. I lifted the weight up and I felt a crunch. I slowly set the weight down and turned white as a ghost, realizing I'd screwed up. I won't say that my knees are obliterated, but I will say that it is extremely difficult for me to do most tasks. Even walking upstairs can be incredibly painful. I will likely be a candidate for a knee replacement, a bilateral knee replacement, by the age of 50, if not sooner. I was very much playing with my ego. Just like in that yoga class, I was not listening to my body. I thought, I can do this. I am strong. I am like bull. I am powerful. 
Damn it, I'm not soft. It turns out I am actually very soft. So there I was, broken, defeated, slightly abused, and just done with it. I couldn't move. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. I felt like an utter failure. Fast forward and that same friend came to visit. I was complaining and she said, uh, um, well, you, you could try yoga again. I wanted to slap her in that moment, but I held back. Little did I know they were giving me a gift. That person was giving me something that I didn't realize I had already taken. When I first moved to Toronto, I actually joined what I thought was just a meditation group and a group for breathing. And I thought, okay, this is just meditation. This isn't yoga. We would breathe. We would meditate. We would practice mindfulness. But we didn't do any movement. We didn't do any asana. So I thought, no, no. This is not yoga. This is breathing. This is not yoga. This is meditation. Turns out, it was actually yoga. The name of the group? Sahaja Yoga Meditation. If yoga is the union of the body, mind, and essence, or spirit, or soul, and that breathing and mindfulness or meditation are two of the main pillars alongside asana, or movement, then I had already done yoga. I just didn't realize it. I was so set in my ways, and I had such an expectation and view of what yoga was that I couldn't see my breath through the tree pose. When the teacher talked about breathing and meditation, everything kind of clicked, and I realized, oh, maybe I, maybe I don't hate yoga. I really loved those meditation classes that I went to. I loved the breathing. It always made me feel better. I left with my mind feeling clearer. I even felt a little bit of an energy boost. So I said, okay, maybe I'll give it another try. I wish I could say the next day I signed up for a yoga class and that was it. Oh no, it was a month, then two, and finally three months before I could quiet my ego enough to go back. I tentatively and rather sheepishly walked into the class. It was a different teacher this time. But there's this moment where we look at each other and it's almost like they knew. I rolled out my mat. I sat down. And the teacher came up to me and said, hi. I haven't seen you before. I said, oh, yeah, uh, I've, I've only been here like once. She says, oh, well, I'm so glad you're here. Can I get you some props? I 
cringed a little and thought, oh, but I'm capable of doing this just on my own. I don't need any help, any crutches. It was almost as if she could read my mind. She looked at me and said, you know, props really help you move through your practice. They're a really useful tool. That kind of clicked. I thought, oh, well, I like tools. Home Depot is one of my favorite stores. I said, well, tools. Hmm, tools are useful. Oh, I guess yoga tools could be useful. I consented to one bolster and two blocks. Thrilled, the teacher went off, grabbed them for me, and brought them back. Of course, this was pre-COVID times, so no masks, so I could see her smile as bright as the smile on my face whenever I see a student using the wall as a prop. She started class and asked us to come into easy pose. The first cue she gave was, if easy pose feels uncomfortable in your body, you can start on your back, you can start with your legs extended, you can even sit with your back against a wall. Oh, you can also add a bolster for height to take pressure off your hips. My hips at this point were screaming at me. So I looked at the bolster, slightly defeated, and I sat down. It was as if a choir of yoga angels were singing from the heavens. I had a real moment of clarity as the pain from my hips subsided and I was able to sit comfortably. This was a real turning point for me. I realized I really like yoga. And so I kept it up. I would go once a week. I would breathe. I would move. I would meditate a little. And I would usually skip out on Shavasana. By the end of about three months, I was healed up enough to start lifting again. And so I went back. And I started going to class less and less. Eventually, I stopped going at all. It took me a couple of years to come back to yoga. When I did, I came at it with a very different attitude. In later episodes, I'll be talking about what it's like to come back and how you can make that transition a little easier. But what about my lift game, you may ask? Well, it improved dramatically. Yoga can help with building a strong foundation. And it also does help to stretch. It stretches your muscles, allowing for more flexibility and more power in the end. Frankly, it doesn't just stop at the body. Yoga can help to hydrate your fascia, allowing more ease and fluidity with your movements. Helps to stretch your muscles and your tendons, allowing for more flexibility in your lifts. If you've ever tried to do a straight leg deadlift and you can't, I recommend you try yoga. Yoga is also good for mental fortitude, especially in competition when you're lifting really heavy weights and you're trying to psych yourself up. Having a positive mental focus and an ability to practice mindfulness 
oh, that's a game changer. I eventually made my way back to yoga. And through the years that I've been practicing on my own and teaching, I've really developed a beautiful self-practice that doesn't focus on how I look, rather how I feel. Yes, I can sit with my legs crossed, no problem on the floor, but is that always comfortable? No. So sometimes I'll use the wall. I love the wall. It's my favorite prop. Sometimes I'll sit on a bolster. Sometimes I'll sit in a chair. It really depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes I won't sit at all. I'll do a full standing class. Sometimes my wrists are sore and I won't do anything involving chaturanga or plank. And I always honor my body and my mind and the essence of who I am throughout my entire practice. Because I'm not meeting my ego on my mat anymore. I'm meeting myself. And now it's time for a little yoga snack to get you through to your next coffee break. Are you looking for a little bit of mindfulness? Are you a power lifter? And you're maybe feeling a little disconnected from your mind? Have a listen. This may help. A simple meditation for a calm mind. Find a comfortable seat or come to lie down. Use a bolster, use a chair, lay in your bed, or just sit back. Take a few deep breaths and feel free to let a few sighs out through your mouth. Go ahead and take one more deep, satisfying breath. And begin to focus your attention on your breath. And notice the natural rhythm taking over in and out through your nose. Repeat the following phrases silently in your head or out loud if you're on your own as many times as you like. I am kind. I am loved. I am strong. I am enough. I am kind. I am loved. I am strong. I am enough. Well, that about wraps up our show for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, stay with me.